Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast, episode 65 at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This week we're going to talk about 10 unconsidered European locations. They're locations that we really love, but often aren't considered when people plan a trip to Europe. So this week we've been in Bilbao in Spain, and it's been hot until the weekend when we had time to explore when it's been rainy and overcast and muggy. But during the week we headed up to the beaches around Gejo, and that was really nice. So next week we, um, well, don't know what we're going to do come Friday. We're waiting to hear back about some job offers, so we might be heading down further south or heading north up to England. Usually we have plans a little bit more in advance than this. I mean, we're supposed to be leaving here in six days and we have absolutely no idea where we're going, so hopefully something will fall into place. The fact we're still in Bilbao is one of the main reasons that this recording's coming out late. We did record on Friday, but it's such a terrible recording environment here, it's such a noisy building, that the recording was completely unusable. So hopefully you're picking this up on the Monday morning drive to work. And uh, sorry about not getting it to you for the weekend. Our affiliate this week is Visual Link Spanish. You can click through to their site and play around with their online learning tools if you like. And although you have to pay for full access, Craig's been playing around with some of the free stuff on the site and he's found a lot of really cool stuff. What have you found? Buenos dias. Buenos dias. ¿Cómo estás? Está bien. Hey, nice. Nice. So we've, we've still got terrible Spanish, but it <laughs> is improving. Um, there's a pile of free mp3 phrase books on the Indie Travel Podcast shop, so you can come and check those out as well and download those for free. When we recorded this the first time, it was actually the 4th of July, now it's the 6th, but happy 4th of July for you Americans anyway, so happy Independence Day. If you're wanting to explore America being American, or if you're coming from overseas, we've got an article on the site at the moment by Sherry Ott, and it's called Coming to America. It's a really good article, and it helped me understand why Bush got a second term in office and introduced me to a really cool new game that I think you should play. (laughs) I'm not going to play. (laughs) You're not going to play? No. Well, I think you kind of need a few more people anyway. It's called Cowpat Bingo. That's a nice way to put it. (laughs) Anyway, check out Sherry's article on the Indie Travel Podcast anyway. And today on the podcast, we're going to cover 10 locations in Europe, which we'd recommend. These are places which maybe aren't the the top of the list in the tourist guides, but are places that we've found to be affordable, enjoyable, and a little bit off the beaten track. Um, We've taken these from an article that I wrote for the Matador Network, which is published there called Top 10 European Cities for a Beach-Free Summer. So we'll link to the whole thing in the show notes. But what we're going to do today is take those same places and um, talk about our experiences there and what we liked about them. Of course, this list isn't exhaustive. There's still plenty of other places where you can have a great time. But these are probably our top 10 picks for Europe. So our first centre is the one we're sitting in right now. It's Bilbao in the Basque region of northern Spain. Um, I really like this city, mainly because of the inner city architecture and regeneration that's happening. Walking along the river, past the amazing twisted metal of the Guggenheim Museum, into the old town. I love that dog. They've got this wonderful floral dog outside the Guggenheim Museum that was originally just going to be a temporary exhibition, 
But everyone loved it so much they made it their kind of unofficial mascot. Yeah, so the flower puppy has stayed. Yay for the flower puppy. Uh, we've spoken a lot about our enjoyment of walking the Camino de Santiago de Compostela. And if you're wanting to do the, the lesser walk northern route, this is also a good place to begin from. Yeah, we're still thinking about it. You know how we don't have any plans <laughs> yeah. for next week? Well, this is one that seems to be creeping up the list. Next, um, let's head up to the northeast of Europe and explore the Baltic states. Um, the three capitals, Tallinn, Riga and Vilnius, are fantastic. Oh man, they totally rock. I especially like Tallinn. It's the, the capital of Estonia, which is the northernmost one. And it's just south of Helsinki in Finland. And it's, good, it's just gorgeous. All these old town walls and towers and great food. It's a really beautiful town. One thing I enjoyed was the fact that they're taking all of this medieval stonework and reconstructed buildings and they're adding in glass and steel to give it a really jazzy modern fusion look. And I really enjoyed walking around the city, uh, the old city walls, looking down over this old stonework and just seeing this glinting glass and metal kind of mashed in there. And one thing I really liked was the Compressor Pub. It was great. They sold crepes in both savoury and sweet varieties, and they were huge. We'd usually get one each for, for mains, and then we'd stuff ourselves full, and then we'd get a sweet one for dessert, and we were so totally stuffed, and then we'd top it off with a shot of Vanatalin, which is a really great spirit. It is indeed. Okay, heading south into Riga. Once again, it's a beautiful city, but unfortunately it's been kind of tourist polluted by a whole lot of pre-wedding stag and hen nights, especially big groups coming over from Britain. And, you know, going out on a weekend night, it can be really hard to look past that and kind of appreciate the place for what it is. It's really gorgeous, though. We were there in summer, and the sun was setting so late, we went up the tallest building, which is the Revel Hotel, and... Um, had a drink on the Skyline Bar, and it was just really nice. Yeah, I set up there drinking sangria, and there's just almost like um, the way cream stains espresso. There's just a stain of light in the sky. It was really beautiful. Okay, next one, Vilnius. Now, Vilnius is the capital of Lithuania, which is the, um, the third Baltic state down. It's, it has borders with Poland. Now, Vilnius. Vilnius is mental. It's totally crazy. It's the craziest city we've ever been in. You just kind of walk around wondering what's going on. It feels like you're in a French New Wave film or something. You turn one corner, you're on a riverside beachfront. You turn another, you're walking past the KGB prison. Although, we turned a lot of corners before we found the KGB museum. <laughs> yeah, that one was difficult to find. And when we did get there, it was after hours. <laughs> yes, this, that's right. This old woman creaked the door open and beckoned us inside and um, let us go around anyway. I was afraid she was going to lock the door behind us. It was very <laughs> scary when she just opened the door yeah. and said, you want museum? <laughs> yeah. We said, yes. She said, come. <laughs> it was brilliant. <laughs> Plus Vilnius has its own breakaway republic right there in the centre. Now, this is what makes it really special. I mean, the constitution Oh yes. brilliant. What's your favourite part of the constitution? Mm, I think it might be... Everybody has the right to live by the little river. I love and that The little one. river has the right to flow by everyone. I like everybody has the right to feed and look after the cat. Except 
we did see a dead cat just around the corner from the Constitution, so I'm not sure how well people were doing at feeding the cat. Yeah. If you want to have a look at the full, uh, the full Constitution of Oedipus, um, come by the site and we'll link to it there. Next up is Krakow in Poland. And this is a really nice town. It's got the biggest town square in, in all of Europe. And it's just, it's got a really nice atmosphere to it. We found some good places to eat, and it's quite close to the Auschwitz concentration camp, so that's good for an excursion there. Really worth going to, we thought. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's getting a little bit into dark tourism, but I think it was really important to be there, something that's such a big part of kind of Western life um, over the last hundred years. It's important to to visit and and soak up some of that atmosphere and feeling and you know, try and make sure we do our bit to make sure it never happens again. And the guides are really sensitive. I mean, they're really well trained and they make an effort to to immerse you in the feeling but not get too, too deep, I think. Mm, I think so. Well, Krakow itself has is really well set up for independent travellers. The council and the hostels pay for greeters to be at the train station during the, um, summer. during the summer. So they can help you find accommodation even if you haven't booked anything, which is really, really helpful. Um, it's also got the largest town square in Europe. It's got Poland's newest shopping centre. And around the town square is quite nice parkland as well. So it's beautiful. All right, on to Romania. Now... We went to Romania earlier this year, was it last year? Must have been last year. And to begin with, we didn't have the best time. We really, really didn't like Bucharest. Now, we don't usually say negative things about cities, but give Bucharest a miss and head up to Brasov. Brasov rocks. It's a really, really gorgeous little town in the center of Transylvania, surrounded by castles, forests. It's really gorgeous. Yeah, I like the fact that our hostel had to advertise that it had 24-hour hot water. So yeah. that, was, uh, that was special. That was very Romanian. Yep. Um, I've, I've always taken back, looking back through our photos, looking at the big brush-off sign and oh, Hollywood yeah. lettering up on the hillside. It's quite That's, a small town, and it's got these huge kind of 20-foot letters up on the hills. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever forget that. And walking down the old little high street um, over the cobbles, and about every third shop has a Vodafone sign outside. It's kind of surreal. But yeah. the food is fantastic. You can get three-course meals for under 10 euros. I mean, you mm. can't do better than that. No, that was amazing. And it was great food, too. Local beer was awesome. All right, moving on to one of my favorite cities. I was just updating my blog today. And I was writing about the city, Istanbul. Now, I love Istanbul. Istanbul totally rocks. When we went there for the first time, we'd already spent two years traveling around Europe. I think we were starting to feel a bit jaded. We'd seen so many cathedrals, and everything was getting a bit sameish. And then we went to Istanbul, and it was just completely different. It was. It reawoke my enjoyment of tourism-style travel, like going to see places and things. Yeah, and if you go to Istanbul, you can pretty much base your tourism in, in the main centre, which is Sultanahmet, and that's where all the, the main tourist attractions are, like the Blue Mosque, the Hagia Sophia, the Topkapi Palace, and also the Basilica Cisterns, which are, I think, one of my favourite things in all of Istanbul. Something really worth seeing. It's um, 
where the Romans kept their water for the town. They came in through um, viaducts, and it was it was kept under there. And it was only rediscovered about a hundred years ago, so that was pretty cool. Okay, let's head west again to a city where we've spent a lot of time, and you've, if you're into football at all, you've probably seen recently in the Euro 2008 coverage. The city of Vienna. Yay! I think Vienna gets a really hard time. I mean, if you stack it up against places like Paris and Rome, London, it kind of is a quiet little sister. But Vienna has amazing art. Um, the museum's quartier is first class. The buildings are fantastic. And uh, if you're a film buff, watching The Third Man for uh, five euros black and white, original, amazing film, and then wandering out in the street to go and find all the settings is a lot of fun. Plus, Vienna is gastronomically wonderful. One of our favourite places to go is the Naschmarkt. You can get the best sushi, I think, in all of Europe down there at the Naschmarkt, and it's so cheap. Mm, I'm sure there are a lot of very expensive upper-class sushi restaurants that you're going to argue with us on that. Probably, but, but the best sushi we have eaten in Europe, yeah, definitely. Yeah, undoubtedly. Oh, except for the stuff I made last night, that was pretty good. Yeah, well, you can't uh, compare your cooking prowess with professional sushi chefs. I mean, that's just wrong. What are you trying to say? <laughs> they have no chance. <laughs> Well, let's talk about Budapest and just move on quickly from there. Budapest is a city that I would like to spend a whole lot more time in. I've only uh, spent two or three days there. Definitely not enough. No, I mean, we've missed the hot baths, and since I've been away, I've heard nothing about Budapest except for the hot baths. Everyone we've spoken to has been there and loved it. And what I'd really like to do, we visited a few of the wine regions out to the east of Budapest, but there are hundreds of kilometres of wine cellars under the streets, and Mm. I want to go and walk around them. Yeah, we had such a good time when we were in Budapest, but I think there's a lot more to see. Mm, Absolutely. And if if you're heading to Budapest, then you should definitely check out budapest.hu, which is run by a mate of ours, Mm. Drew Lifeite. He does a really good podcast all about Budapest and Hungary. Our final place in these 10 lesser-known cities to visit in Europe this summer is Chesky Krumlov. It's the jewel in the crown. I can hear you all going, where? Because I'm sure you've heard of most of the other ones, but you probably haven't heard of Chesky Krumlov. Now, this one is the secret jewel. Chesky Krumlov is just beautiful. If you're heading to the Czech Republic, of course you can head to Prague, but secondarily or maybe even primarily, head to Chesky Krumlov down on the Austrian border. It's beautiful. It's like a little old medieval village. It's been reconstructed after the war, but it's just, it's magical. Yeah, your idea of your fairy tale European village is probably based on a subconscious knowledge of Chesky Krumlov. I reckon. The river curves around through the parks and the, and the two and three story stone buildings. There's the castle up on the hill with the huge gardens and the bear pits. There's bars that play gypsy music every evening while serving goulash. Yep, and you can sit by the river outside the Two Marys and drink hot mead. Where in the world can you buy hot mead? And they have four varieties. Four. We were there in between contracts last year, and I remember just actually sitting by the river with a glass of mead and just laughing because I couldn't imagine life getting any better. So I'd really recommend you go to Chesky Krumlov because it's worth it. 
Jesse Krumlov is also the home of one of the most homeliest hostels we've stayed in in the last two years. It's Hostel Krumlov House, and it's small, sleeps about 20 people, just has such a nice, relaxed, communal atmosphere, so I'd highly recommend that if that's your thing. All right, well, that's our top 10 places to visit in Europe that don't get as good a reputation as the rest of them. I'll just go through them again quickly. We've got Bilbao, Tallinn, Riga, Vilnius, Krakow, Brasov, Istanbul, Vienna, Budapest, and finally Chesky Krumlov. Now, how many countries have you been to? That's a question that we're asking this month in our sidebar poll. What do you reckon? What, how many countries have I been to? Yeah. I've been to 40 to 42, depending on how you how you class a country. Yeah, I'm on about 39, I think. 38, 39. Once again, depending on how you class it. And there's certain political issues which come in. I mean, I suppose we really should make it the UN list. There's 194 countries on that list. But sometimes it doesn't seem like quite enough. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. At the moment, it's seeming that kind of 6 to 15 countries seems to be the most common. But do come by the site and add in your vote. Uh, last month's poll is finished, and Fiji is the most desirous island holiday. Nice to see the Pacific getting in there. Fiji is definitely worth a holiday. If you go there, go to the Yasawa Islands and do the boat, uh, the island hopping boat. It's great. Mm, that is fun. Um... A few people have emailed us about the new one-minute reviews that we've put out on the feed, and they've been asking if we can create a featured RSS feed with just the video, the articles, and the uh, the main Friday show. What do you think? I mean, it's a, quite a bit of extra work for us, but we're happy to do it if you want. So please do email us with your feedback. People have been asking for more reviews, so we've introduced them. Um, if you don't want them in your RSS reader, then please let us know and we'll sort something out for you. Thanks heaps for sticking by us while we're experimenting with the show format. We're trying to make things better for you and we appreciate that you're sticking with us. And it's really great. Our audience is growing, so thanks for listening and thanks for telling your friends about us. And please continue to. Yeah, absolutely. If you do enjoy the show, please vote for us in the Bloggers' Choice Awards. We need about another 10 votes to get us from the top 20 into the top 10 under the best podcast category. Uh, If you come by the site, you'll see a link for that in the sidebar. Uh, You can click there. It takes two minutes to get an account. And um, then hit the the vote button. That'd be great. Well, next week we're going to do a review on hostel booking websites. We planned to do it last month, but our internet access was... Not the best, shall no, we say. Very sporadic. We've yeah, gone, very sporadic. We've come from a very good recording environment with no internet to a place with very fast internet, but so much background noise it's almost impossible to record. It's amazing. One day we'll find the perfect place, and then we'll move on the day, the next day. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's about us for this week. Until next week, travel well.